listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. We here at the Plano Chamber are working hard on our 2021 events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor, buy virtual tables for your employees, and many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Katie Jimenez, Director of Marketing and Communications for the Plano Chamber. Katie, I'm so glad that you're joining us today, filling in for Steve. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, and I am excited that you're here for today's guest because this is one of the, my favorite people that I've met through the Chamber the work that she does for our community is so amazing. And uh, so let's get started. So Dr. Cheryl Action Jackson is the founder of Minnie's Food Pantry, a Plano-based nonprofit with the ultimate goal of helping families gain long-term food security and to break the generational curse of people in low-income areas not having access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Cheryl founded Minis in 2008, and I actually remember the first time I worked for the Plano Chamber was in 2008, and I remember meeting, I know you won't remember, Cheryl, but I remember meeting you, and it was such an amazing opening. I actually remember that. Thank but, you. Uh, so you opened Minis in 2008 in honor of your late mother, the late Dr. Minnie Hawthorne Ewing. And since then, Minis has grown to serve families and children in Texas, New York, and Pennsylvania. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us today on Plano Pulse. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, we're really looking forward to chatting with you some more this morning, Cheryl. Thanks again for being here. Um, before we get started, could you give our listeners a quick intro to Minis Food Pantry and the services that you provide? Absolutely. Minnie's Food Pantry, our main mission is to provide healthy meals to families that are in need. And uh, we've always told people that the people are in need is not who you think it is. There are so many different levels of need. The person, the working poor, it's not the homeless as most people thought that it would be. And especially during COVID, we provide healthy meals. And now we're also providing training and classes where we're working on Minnie's Learning Lab, which will be rolled out um, virtually, hopefully by the end of this year, but prior to COVID, we had partnered with school districts and they were bringing in kids and they were learning about eating healthier, trying to, you know, trying to educate them. And we were bringing in the parents that we serve so that we can teach people how to cook the meals that we give them in a healthier way so that, you know, later on in life, they will be more healthier. You founded Minis to honor your mother, which has created such a beautiful legacy for her and your family. Can you tell us a little bit more about what inspired you to start Minis and why you felt called to build a food pantry specifically? Yeah, Kelly, thanks for asking. My father, um, well, actually, I started Minis because my father died and um, I went into a three-year depression. But prior to him dying, there was a time in my life where me and my husband, we were working so many jobs trying to make ends meet and we couldn't. And my father had told my husband, if you can't take care of my daughter, bring her back home. So my husband didn't want me to tell my parents that we didn't have food. You know, We were working, but we couldn't make ends meet. So I applied for food stamps. It was such a horrific feeling of being in that place. And 
then they handed me a brown paper bag. And when I got home, I could, still couldn't make a meal from it. And so I just kept thinking there has to be a better way. And life got better for me. I started working for Emmett Smith, Dancing with the Stars. I watched him sign autographs and fill big, huge trucks. And he would take them over to the um, community, the Davis, um, the Douglas Center in Plano. And I would be there with him with people lined up. And he would give food and toys to the kids. And then I became a reporter for Entertainment Tonight. So I was working the red carpet. And so when my father died and I went into this depression, then I looked up at my mom, she's wiping the tears away. And I just said, I got to do something to honor you. I had the most um, amazing parents. And I said, so I remembered I was hungry. And I said, well, why don't I start a food pantry and treat people how I wanted to be treated when I needed a meal? And so that's where you see the red carpet. That's our touch. That's what people know us by. So you imagine when you're walking in and your head is hung down and you see a red carpet has been rolled out for you. And then when people are there, we give out free hugs because my mom gave the best hugs. So we would give out free hugs and then we give healthy meals and there's music playing. And we just created a place and space in Plano where people could come and not be judged by them needing a meal and that they would be treated with dignity and integrity. And uh, the word began to spread and, and that they wouldn't, we wanted people to know that it's okay not to be okay especially during this COVID season and pandemic season, when we saw Teslas and Mercedes, different types of vehicles pulling up to get food. We just kept saying, it's okay. And we would even have signs up because people couldn't see us because of our masks. So we had signs of affirmation and motivation for people that came through. And, um, and that's just been our claim to fame is, is what we give to people and how we treat people at Minis. I love that. Story. That is so great. So, you. you know, like most nonprofits, Mini Sweet Pantry obviously began with great purpose, but not a lot of resources, it's not <laughs> the case. So in fact, your first location I read was only 500 square feet. So tell us a little bit about how Minis has grown over the years and the status of your operations today. So a little bit about where you're at, your staff, how many people are you serving today? Yeah, that 500 square feet is probably where Kelly met us. And it was just, I just had a dream. I had two cans of corn and I had the first and last month's rent. I had no blueprint. I had a heart print. I knew in my heart what I wanted to do. And I knew that if I could connect my heart to other people's hearts in the community, that minis would be successful. And so I went on this mission of being the voice of the hungry because people would look at me and never knew that I was hungry. We strategically went to my friends' homes during lunchtime, during dinner time to make sure that our kids received meals. And so many as we started in 500 square feet, almost 13, I was just telling someone we're going into our 14th year and we were serving, you know, 10, 15 people, you know, per day, hundred people a month. And we thought that was something. And now if you fast forward almost 14 years, we've served over 17 million meals and counting. And we've gone from that little 500 square feet to now we're in over 24,000 square feet, three different buildings in Plano as our headquarters on 18th street. We have the, the food pantry, of course, and then we have a mini's learning lab and we have a mini's resale boutique where it's like the best treasures you can find in Plano at an affordable price. And every dollar you spend there provides three meals. And so our operations today are amazing. We had a waiting list before COVID of six months before people could even come and volunteer. Because again, that place that we created, it's a place of love and joy and, and we're dancing and we're singing and people were wanting to experience what's it like to volunteer at mini's. And, you know, they can imitate it, but they can't duplicate it because it 
came from a woman named Minnie's who taught us about giving back and how you give it. I think um, Dr. Maya Angelou in her lifetime, she interviewed me and she was like, I just love what you do. And she always said, it's not what they see you do, it's what how you talk to people, how you treat them. They'll always remember, you know, how you made them feel. And that's what we do at Minnie's. And so we've served millions of meals and counting. And, and this past year, normally it's about a million meals every year, but with COVID, we did over 5 million meals. And we partnered with the Plano Independent School District to where at some points during the day, we were literally on location, four locations simultaneously serving all throughout the community. And it's just been amazing to see the community come together and really embrace our goal and our mission and who we are and what we do. And every time we run out of cereal, the doorbell will ring. My mother's middle name was Minnie Bell. So we put a bell there. And so it's just ironic that every time the bell rings, it's exactly what we need. And I'm, I'm like, my mom's in heaven and she's just dispatching angels to send us exactly what we need when that bell rings. And it's just been amazing to see the camaraderie and the love that we get from our community. And I started, uh, I have to say it, I started Minnie's and I went to the plane chamber meeting every single Friday. I was there for years on top of years on top of years because I believe in, in all of the connections that you make throughout the chamber. That is so priceless. I don't take that for granted. Um, the people who know me and the people who I know, it's because of the synergy and energy that I got when I first started from the chamber and they opened their arms, they welcomed me in and, and I learned so much. And so, like I said, I'd never had a blueprint, but I heard about the mistakes from other business owners and I heard about the good things from other business owners. And then I knew a little bit myself. So I took all that together and we created minis and it has been, um, it's it's been a pleasure of being in this wonderful city and uh, serving everyone in the community, not just in Plano, but especially Plano. I love Plano. I tell people I'm just a Plano girl from Plano, Texas, who wants <laughs> to serve the hungry and they love it. That's awesome. Well, and it's interesting that you mentioned Plano because I remember when you first opened, one of the things that you said that stuck with me is a lot of people don't realize how much need there is in Plano. Um, yeah. Sometimes Plano's looked at it as a little bit more affluent community and, and the, there wouldn't be as much need, but even, you know, throughout the throughout Plano, not just on one neighborhood. You're um, absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Kelly. You know, and, and, and interesting enough, there are times that I have applied for grants. And when you apply for a grant and you put in your zip code and because I put in this Plano zip code, they did not approve me because they are thinking that there's nobody hungry. And I tell people all the time, hunger has no zip code. It knows no race, no ethnicity. It knows no um, medium income, le lower level. All of us probably are one paycheck away or one uh, emergency away from needing to be at a food pantry line. And I learned that in COVID. I learned that when I, when I saw that the woman who got me my first 24 foot truck was on my board is now sitting in my office and crying and saying, you know, I lost my job. Uh, I lost all, I've used all of my life savings and I now have no food for my own children. This is the lady who I admired, who, who geared me and, and I followed her on the, along the path of growing minis and she purchased my first 24 foot truck. And now she's in front of me saying, I have no money. I have no food. And she's crying. And if you look at minisfoodpantry.org, you can see her video. Now she's back up on her feet. But I just told her, I said, you know, we started that hunger, the new face of hunger campaign and I begged her and she said you don't have to beg me I'll be a voice because I never thought this would happen to me and so that's that's what's happening all across our community and even now Kelly we just opened up 
um, our lines because we our phones been calling, calling, you know, September, October now, and then November, of course, is Thanksgiving. And in September, we are getting calls saying, will you be giving out a Thanksgiving meal? People are already thinking long-term, they know they won't have it. And so in September, we opened up our lines and in four minutes, we had 275 people in four minutes sign up to say they need a Thanksgiving meal. We were just doing a, let's just see what's going to happen. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a sign of the times. We've got to gear up because we've got a lot of work to do. And how has COVID impacted minis over the past 18 months? Uh, great question, Kelly. COVID has impacted us in the sense that a lot of the people who were our donors are no longer donating. They're in need. I mean, the face of hunger has definitely changed, as I alluded to early, is that, you know, we see the Teslas. My mother always told people, and I tell them now, don't ever judge when you see a car drive up to Minis because you don't know. And when we see the Teslas and we see the Mercedes Benz and Lexus, all these high, you know, cars, high value cars drive through, you know, sometimes I'll ask them, will you share your story? And some of the people will say, well, you know, I'm three months behind on this car. You know, they just won't take it back because I'm upside down. And so, I mean, it has really affected our ability. Um, speaking of which, like our, our donor that normally purchases all of our, we do 10,000 uh, um, people for Thanksgiving. The donor who normally donates for our turkeys just told us that they will not be able to donate this year. So I've got to find enough turkeys and, and raise enough money for those people. I've got 10,000 people or more depending on us for Thanksgiving, and we don't have the donor anymore for just our turkeys alone. That's just turkeys, not everything that goes with it. So it's affected a lot of people and a lot of corporations. Are you looking for a commercial donor? Would you take two or three turkeys if a family wanted to Absolutely. donate? Yeah, so when people donate, we usually have this one donor, so we haven't had to worry about it. But when we did our North Texas Get Up and Give Day, I just challenged people, if you would just at least donate $25 and ask someone else to donate $25. And it's just a challenge now till we get enough for the turkeys. We don't care how it comes. It can come one by one or it can come just from a corporation. It doesn't matter as long as we get the turkeys into the families on Thanksgiving Day. So that's a great question. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll be right back after a short break to learn more about how Cheryl and Minnie's Food Pantry caught the eye of the one and the only Oprah, which I'm dying to hear. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Plano Pulse featuring Cheryl Jackson. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining the Plano Pulse podcast today. Please be patient with us, and you may hear a few imperfections as we record virtually. We look forward to getting back to recording in person soon. Enjoy. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're joined today by Cheryl Action Jackson um, with Minnie's Food Pantry. Thanks so much again for being here today, Cheryl. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You have no idea. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. So as Kelly mentioned before the break, you famously, at least locally, have one of the biggest philanthropists and media superstars on the planet as a big fan of Minnie's Food Pantry. I'm talking, of course, about Oprah. So how did that come to be and what has your relationship meant for your mission at Minnie's? The name Oprah, man, when I, you know, people, when they introduce me, they say, that's the girl that brought Oprah to Texas. That's the girl that brought Oprah to Texas. That's what I'm known for now. And it's great though. It's not a problem at all. Um, getting the attention of Oprah Winfrey took years. And if you look on YouTube and you type in Oprah and Minnie's food pantry, you can see a 35 minute video of Oprah Winfrey talking about Minnie's and talking about, you know, she, my, our connection. And um, for years, I've been a follower of Oprah for years. And I just wrote down all the different things that she said to do with your life, with your life. 
But I also knew what I knew to be true when I started Minis is that there were people who were hungry and there were other people who would help me feed them. And I felt like Oprah Winfrey was my key person. And so for years I would tell people she's going to come and she's going to help me, you know, feed the hungry and people would laugh. And I would, at our galas, I would sit out a, na a name card with her name on it. And my friends would laugh and go, she didn't come this year. She didn't come this year. And, uh, but I just kept going because I believe that's my key word with everybody. You got to believe and you got to take action and do the work. And so I just continued to work. And it's so funny. You would say that the other night, my husband, I was looking through something and he said, what are you reading? And it was a, one of the tweets, a personal message Oprah had sent to me when I had asked her to, to be, come to the pantry and be my gala speaker. And she goes, no, she goes, everybody would ask me. I'd have to do something for everybody. He goes, that one no would have made me stop right there. And I, but every year I just kept asking and she finally said yes. And when she said yes, it just, it kind of sealed the deal because I just lost my mother. She just passed away. My father had passed away. My older brother had passed away. And I was literally in a, in a moment where I couldn't ask anybody for any money. I was in a depressive state. And I just said, you know what? I can let minis go because my mom has just passed. And that was my joy. I would love seeing her walk in the minis and see us feeding in her name. And I was, I was sitting in the bed tears falling down my face and I said if I'm supposed to do this God give me a sign and I got this ding and I still have the text and it was from Oprah and it said I didn't know your mom passed away I'm going to donate $100,000 to your charity and I called my husband I was like I just got this text from Oprah you know but that still wasn't good enough for me because I had visualized her coming in to Texas and saying this is my student she has learned from what I have been trying to teach everybody and so now I support her so when she finally finally called me and she was like, Hey, what else do you need? And I said, well, Oprah, my other brother almost passed away. I spent 77 days by his bedside. So I didn't raise any money and we're down $250,000. And she said, I'll give you that. And I was like, okay. She goes, well, you need anything else? I was like, yes, I need you to come to Texas. And she's like, I just gave you $250,000. I said, and that's great, but I still need you to come to Texas. I said, I feel like I've been Noah saying it's going to rain and nobody believed him. Right. I said, you've got to come to Texas for me. And so she agreed. And uh, that moment, just kind of seal the deal and whenever I'm feeling kind of down that video I told you to watch I'll grab little snippets from it and I will replay it for myself because in that Oprah said I watched Cheryl for eight years I told her no for eight years and she kept doing the work because I wanted to see if she would continue even if she didn't have my support she said and she did and I had to honor her for the work that she's done. And that just, you know, the days that I'm down, the days that I'm missing my mom, and I gave her a ring, my mother, I gave my mom a ring and Oprah a ring. And sometimes she'll wear the ring and she'll text me and say, watch this show, or watch that show. And she, or she'll tweet out and go, Cheryl, I'm wearing my ring today. And it just makes me feel so good. And then last year during the holidays, she left a tweet up and it says, I give to a lot of organizations, but there are angels in Texas. There are many called Minnie's Food Pantry. I donate to them and you should too. And she left that there for almost 30 days. She didn't tweet again after that during the holidays. And my phone was blowing up. Oprah's tweeting about Minnie's and Oprah's. And you know, I just call her and I'm just like, you know, you have no idea how you make me feel on those days that I'm missing my mom. And I, I tell her I feel like an orphan and that now she's now my mom. She just doesn't know it. You know, we just have this love thing going back and forth. And I just tell her, thank you, because she's like you said, one of the most the, the mogul, the media mogul and one of the biggest philanthropists in the world. And for her to choose a plain old girl from plain old Texas to say, ding, I say that you're it. 
um, it just makes me happy. And, and, I, and I couldn't be here without other people. So I'm grateful that we all did the work together to get her attention. So yeah, it's pretty huge. That's amazing. That's, and it's such a, it's so great to see, you know, a platform like that used in such a positive way too, especially with all the things out there on Twitter these days. You're right, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to switch gears just a little. Um, as if COVID wasn't enough for us here in Texas the last um, almost two years now, we also, I, I'm sure all, I, I know all three of us on this call um, were probably personally affected by the enormous winter storm that happened earlier this year. And mm -hmm. so I know Minnie's Food Pantry was on the front lines once again, serving our community and keeping families in need fed. Can you tell us about your Boots on the Ground program and the work that you did during that time? Yeah, Boots on the Ground came from when Hurricane Harvey first hit in Houston. And we found ourselves, I was watching social media and people showing clothes that were soiled that they were being given to, you know, and, and just different things. And it really just, I mean, it made me so sad. So I told my team, let's go to Houston and let's go take food to them and, you know, treat them how, let's give them that red carpet treatment. And we literally took our red carpet on the road. And from going there, we started doing it so much that, you know, they're like, it's boots on the ground, boots on the ground. That, that That's why it became a program. I'm like, we've got to put our boots on the ground. And it became a program. It wasn't one until we just kept going. And then when the um, storm hit, you know, everybody was saying, sure, we need you now more than ever. And, you know, the places, of course, were closed down. People were needing meals. I mean, our team, hats off to my entire team and, and my staff and our volunteers. I mean, they just, anytime there is an emergency, the boots on the ground is activated. And they come to whether that's, they people needing toiletries, whether that's the kids going back to school and we're doing a back to school supplies or whether that's food, whatever it is, when we say boots on the ground, the community is on alert, they're unaware. And if they can't come and serve, they give. And so we're thankful for that program. But the, the storms has really caused us to rise up, all of that. And I love these people. I love our community. Well, awesome. Well, what do you wish people knew about running or donating to a food pantry? What you know, like what types of things are most needed, what not to give, some of the challenges that you run into. Yeah, I would like people to know that it's not easy opening up a food pantry. I probably get about 15 to 25 emails a day saying, hey, I want to do what you do. I want to open up a food pantry, da, 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 da. It is not easy. Our bodies, I mean, we're picking up 50 to 100 pound boxes of food and imagine 800 cars coming through. I mean, my body has had its toll over the last 14 years. And, um, and then in terms of the donations, I would just tell people donate what you would want to donate if that was a person you love sitting in front of you. That's one of the things that I talk about all the time. Check your dates, make sure you're donating in date items because we don't want to give people expired food. I wouldn't want you to give it to someone and I definitely wouldn't want to give it to you. Then I would also say donate a dollar. Every dollar you donate causes us to be able to give uh, three meals. And a lot of times if you donate the dollar, it allows us to purchase what we need the most. It's almost like going into a community and giving them, you know, corn in the Douglas community. And we don't eat corn in the Douglas community. We eat green beans, but you thought you were doing good. So you dropped off 5,000 cans of corn. So just get to know your food pantry, whether it's Minnie's food pantry or whomever you choose, call them and ask them. Most of them will probably tell you 
donated dollars allows them to purchase what they need right then and there. And most of the time it's at a reduced price, but then they all, we always need muscles. We always need hands-on people that are willing to work really hard, pull up those boots on the grounds is what we talked about and work in love. That's what we want at many, someone that has a heart that's been there. I can tell the people who've had struggles because I can see the, the look in their eyes when they've been there. I go, you get it. We had a, you get it campaign in shirts because those that get it, they serve with such heart and such love. And we need more people like that, especially during the holidays. That is, that is great info. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's really good to know. So, you know, we talked a lot about your work with minis, which is so incredible. Obviously you're doing so much to serve our community, but your dedication to our community reaches beyond just the issue of hunger. Um, you organized an amazing event last summer that I was very lucky to be at the Hungry for Change rally, which mm -hmm. drew more than 2000 peaceful protesters to downtown Plano in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. You had incredible national speakers. I mean, I was blown away. I was like, they're here? Like, oh my goodness. It was so incredible. So how did you pull that together so quickly and get those high profile speakers on such short notice? And, and what do you think the impact was for our community? You know, thank you, um, Katie. That I would still be doing those uh, those movements today and those rallies today if COVID wasn't here. That movement that day surprised me. I remember being on Facebook and I just said, I started crying and I said, you know, during times like these, my parents were pastors. I said, they would go to the poll at the city and they would pray for our city. And I said, maybe that's what I would do. Or maybe I should bring some people together because this is just about love. What the world needs now is love. And I went to the poll and I said, um, 20 some people met me there, including the chief of police. And he's like, I heard you're going to be over here. I'm like, chief of police heard I was here. Okay. So it's 20 some people. And then other people are like, well, we wish we'd have known you was going. So I said, okay, next Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was, I said, we're going to do it next Saturday. And it was within like six days, we organized this. And, and, and so when I got uh, Fred Hammond, who was a Grammy award winner singer, I literally had a little karaoke, little, you know, boom box for them to <laughs> sing and for us to talk through. Cause I was expecting maybe a hundred, 150. But when Fred said he was coming, then I was like, okay, I need better sound than this. Cause Fred's going to look at me like I'm crazy. And so the <laughs> team that it did my gala, I called them and I said, I need sound. Fred Hammond, do you know who he is? And he did. I was like, I need sound for him. He goes, Fred is coming. I was like, yeah. He goes, oh yeah, we got to do it right. So when I come around the corner, he brings the huge sound and, you know, he had just did um, uh, Taylor Swift's or someone's concert. So he brought all the sound for all of that. And I was just like, wow. oh my God. And then when the people started showing up and I couldn't even get through the crowd myself, it, and then talking to, you know, my friends who were not black and was saying we needed someone to bring us together because we didn't know what to do. The city of Plano, what I know is that they search for answers when there's a problem and they search for leaders to come out if they don't have one. And they look to me as that leader in the African-American community to bring us all together. And so I was happy to be that voice, happy to bring us together. And when COVID is over with, I'll probably do more of that because it was so educational and the love that I received behind the scenes of saying thank you because I didn't know how to talk to my family was priceless. Well, it, it was really incredible to, to be there and to see how many people from all different walks of life came together yes. and you made that happen. And just, you know, thank you. That was really special. Thank you, Katie. 
real, real quick, I think we're about to wrap up, but how can our local business community get involved and help support your mission? And how can we stay in the loop with what you've got going on? Yeah, well, I love them for them to take action and log on to minisfoodpantry.org. That's spelled M-I-N-N-I-E-S food, F-O-O-D, pantry, P-A-N-T-R-Y.org. When you go there, you'll see all the different things that you, ways that you can become involved, stay involved with us. And we really depend on our community. We are not government funded. We're people and corporations funded. And so I'm, again, I, this, this call, I wanted to do this for Plano Chamber to say thank you to the chamber for being a part of Minnie's Food Pantry. Those of you who are not part of the chamber and you're just listening, I invite you to join them because it's a place and space to where you can connect with great business leaders in our community. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. So thank you for having me on and, you know, say a prayer for us. If you can't donate during the, um, for, for um, Thanksgiving, please say a prayer for us. And if you do buy one of those turkeys, put an empty plate at your table on Thanksgiving day and remind your family that you fed a family during the Thanksgiving holidays. I hope we can count on you for Thanksgiving, $25. It'll be on our, it'll be on our website, but we need all hands on deck. So thank you again for inviting me here. I love the chamber. Oh, thank you, Cheryl, so much. And you can definitely count on Katie and I for a, a turkey or two. So um, I hope all of our listeners will do that. And I, I think that's such an amazing thing to at a place at your table. That's a great reminder. So, and I'm, I'm sad because this is all the time we have for today. I could just talk to you all morning if we had the time. So Cheryl, thank you again for taking the time out of your very busy schedule uh, to join us today. And uh, we're just so thrilled to have you as part of our chamber family. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I'm here anytime. So are you interested in reaching our Plano Pulse listeners? Support the Plano Chamber and the podcast by becoming a sponsor. Um, Contact the Chamber team to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey, everyone. Kelly Marcellus here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday.